You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father Tim Cohn. And it is time for this week's Honor Our Fathers segment. I feel like it should echo. Echo. We have many great priests who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. So we want to honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts. I don't know, in Lent. I was just thinking that. (laughs) What if they give it up? (laughs) That's even more sacrifice. So... um, Let us know who you'd like to honor each week. We'll draw a name, share who the winner is, and find out what that particular priest was nominated by one or more of our listeners. So today's Honor Our Father segment on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Slim's Bar and Grill. Slim's has daily specials and bookings for private parties. They can be reached by calling. My number is hidden. 218-444-7546. Look at you, Father. Thank you. I got you covered. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it wasn't letting me see it all. (laughs) Well, this week, we honor Monsignor Brian Donahue from St. Philip's in Hankinson, North Dakota, and St. Anthony's in Fairmont, North Dakota. Joan nominated him, saying, Monsignor Donahue is a very spiritual and holy priest. He always has the time to listen, give direction, and always seems so positive and upbeat. He reminds us to not. Uh, he, he reminds us uh, not to hold on to grudges and to tell those we need that we love them and to mm. forgive even when it's difficult. A great and holy, one hundred percent Irish priest <laughs> <laughs> who loves his people, his country, but most of all loves the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and our Blessed Mother Mary. Again, congratulations to Father Don- Monsignor Donahue for being chosen as this week's Honor of Father segment. Today's Honor Our Father segment on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Slim's Bar and Grill. Slim's has daily specials and bookings for private parties. They can be reached by calling 218-444-7546. Slim's Bar and Grill, a place to gather for all. Wow, that was fun. Yeah? Yeah. You want to do it again? Yeah, I'll do that again. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, so I thought, like, wow, donuts. Man, this is great. Donuts during Lent. I was like, well, wait a minute. Well, not everybody. Like, mom, okay, so at the Mustard Seed, mom used to, we have, like, snacks and coffee in the back. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's totally catholic mother right so, so she, she used <laughs> she used to hide all the snacks during lent <laughs> like, well, hide them so did you ever find the, them from the customers oh i always know where they're at <laughs> <laughs> oh from the customers <laughs> yes and i'm like mom not everybody gives up sweets for lent but it's lent you know <laughs> so we put out stale toast and uh, old crackers and uh, moldy bread last week's coffee <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know, those are our mothers. Yeah. They make yeah. us who we are. I love them. You know, something that my mom, she, she always did this growing up, uh, never told us. I didn't find out, I don't think, until I was in seminary. I'm really, uh, that she, she like would never quite the lead in. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> she would never cook meat on Fridays for us growing sure. up. Uh, and, but she would never tell us that. It oh. would just be. It would just happen that. Oh, I mean, it's, it's just a grilled. Or, it's just or, a grilled cheese Friday. Yeah, and I just I never thought to ask. I just like oh, I, don't, I, I never put two and two together until you only went to you know, daily mass as a kid. Right, right. You know, <laughs> uh, and then I realized like wow. I mean, the sacrifices that that our parents did for us uh, that I totally took for granted. That, so, mm-hmm. mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry, <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> 
So as a priest, does Lent take on a new look for you? Yeah, yeah. Does it? That's, uh, Ooh, that's, that's interesting. That is a phenomenal question. You know, uh, well, number one, the pressure's on in the sense of uh, I better be practicing what I preach. You yeah. know, that, uh, and that's the, you know, I can be oh. just as much a hypocrite as anyone else. Sure. I'm like, hey, do this. Father, you're not doing that. All right. All oh, right. I'm sorry, still Lord. human. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. recognizing, um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. It's, uh, th- this has been the first real Lent right. uh, that I've actually had as a priest. You know, I've been ordained almost two years now. And I was ordained after, you know, the Easter season, the first sure. year. And then last year, everything got shut down. Oh, I never thought about that. Uh, right, and I happened, you know, I was sick. This was pre-COVID. I was actually really sick yeah. uh, during Ash Wednesday, so I, I wasn't able even to, to have Mass. And you were here in Mitchell. I was here in Mitchell, okay. yeah. And so this has been the first, uh, you know, and in fact, I, I told the people when we were getting ready, uh, or it must have been on Ash Wednesday or the first weekend of Lent, one of the things, I was like, man, why, why is this so hard to preach? It feels like I've never done this before. Oh, wait, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, hey, I'm still learning myself. Wow. Uh, but, you know, the thing that I'm noticing or what's come up more and more is uh, we're so quick to beat ourselves up and yeah. it, like almost to grind ourselves to in, into dirt. Uh, it's that Catholic guilt. Right. But it has to be tempered with his love and his mercy. Yeah. That sure. Yeah. Yes. We absolutely have to recognize the sinful patterns and habits and, and that we are prone to sin. Uh but something that struck me is to offer our Lord a sacrifice of praise. Uh, that mm. there's times that I don't want to praise our Lord in the midst of the circumstances, yet I have the choice to praise Him. Yeah. Uh, trusting, you know, that our Lord provides for every circumstance, every every need and desire that we have. And sometimes I got to step out of the boat, you know, right. and walk to Him on the water. <laughs> well, and it was interesting because last night... Um Mom and Celia and I tend to go to the Newman Center Mass because Christ the King has been converted into Christ the King Parish slash Newman Center. Uh-huh. And so they have a 7 p.m. Mass on Sunday nights with Father Tyler Madsen. Oh, yeah. And um, last night he was talking about dying to oneself. And you mm. hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. But it reminded me, because he spoke about it in a different way, mm. that dying to yourself is like when you have that dessert desire, you have that urge, you have that want, you have that need, and you deny it mm. because it's Lent and because you want to offer it up for to God, you know, it, it almost was like, acknowledge that yeah, and be proud of yourself for that. And I think that's what uh-huh. we tend to forget to do. Right, right. It's like, yes, I gave up whatever it is for Lent for me. I gave up social media for Lent. Uh-huh. And I don't know how many times I go on my phone and hit Facebook Mm. And it opens up and I refuse to remove it uh-huh. because I, I want it to be intentional and yeah. how many times I have to close it. Uh-huh. And I never pat myself on the back. I know that sounds terrible and I know uh-huh. you're not probably supposed to be prideful, <laughs> but I just, I'm thinking, you know, maybe I should pat myself on the back a little bit. Well, to acknowledge the truth that you have chosen virtue. I mean, and that's that's part of it. So virtue has to be exercised. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we make it, you know, I, I see nothing. I'm obviously recognizing that we've been given the grace to do this. Uh, but to acknowledge the places where we have been victorious, uh, that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You know, the times that we have turned away from sin, mm-hmm. uh, because those are times when we ultimately responded to God's grace at work in our lives. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's we can celebrate like, that. It's kind of like along the same lines as, you know, you if a person hears one negative comment, it takes like 10 positive. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. To equal out the one negative. And yeah. I think we tend to do that with our sins. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to make light of our sins either. Yeah. You know what I mean? But oh, it's, yeah, yeah. We celebrate the victories with our Lord. You know, and that's the thing that, uh, and I think, so it's a small distinction that we recognize, uh, you know, ap- apart from our Lord, we can do nothing. You know, that's, yeah. that's just a reality that, that everything he has given us life, he has given us uh, all of creation as a means to, to one end, to get us to heaven, insofar as it helps us to get to heaven. Uh, but we have to do something about that. And so we have the choice at every moment to either cooperate with God's grace or not. Uh, in fact, this, you know, I kind of just preached about this, uh, you know, the story this weekend of, of Abraham uh, right. in the book of Genesis. Uh, and uh, <laughs> How would have I reacted? I probably would have been a big baby stomping my feet on the ground. Right, right. You know, so I asked these questions. I, I, I kind of set them up. Uh, <laughs> I said, do you believe in up. God? You know, and they, oh, yeah, yeah. Do you love him? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you trust him? Oh, yeah. Well, do you trust him enough to sacrifice everything that is most dear to you for his sake? Stunned silence. (laughs) Oh, right. That ultimately, our our Lord is inviting us to trust him. Yeah, because how long had had Abraham waited for his son? Right. And the thing is, uh, this was not out of the blue in the sense of he already had a working relationship with our Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, and he trusted our Lord and sought to do his will. So when the opportunity presented itself, he already, he was, there was an openness already to respond. Mm. Just like during Lent, when we choose to deny ourselves, we're ultimately carving out room within our hearts to be receptive to our Lord and his will for us. So that when temptations present themselves, we have already said yes. And we're already desiring to, to, uh, to respond to his grace. Uh, and it, and we already trust that the grace mm. is there to say no. And so we make the choice to deny him it or to, it, to deny. It makes uh, it easier. Yes. Uh, and that's the thing that mm. in, in the moment we forget that. But the more that we practice virtue, that we exercise, the more that we pray and we carve out time for our Lord and, and desire to do his will more than anything else, the life, this journey, become, the more it becomes habitual, uh, the easier it becomes. And so then, you know, if, if we trust our Lord in the small things and we desire that day in and day out, then when the large thing comes up, it's not, we don't even second guess it. It's already part of our nature to do this and to live this way. I love it. You have to practice it. Yes, absolutely. Because we do tend, you know, when we do fall, whatever our, our vice might be, whenever we do fall, it, you end up beating yourself up forever. You know, right, right. And it's like, just keep on the path. Right. To get back up. To begin again, you know, there's so many spiritual writers that talk about that. To get back up, to begin again, uh, we can turn to our Lord at any point in time and ask for his mercy. And he, he delights in being our savior. He delights in giving us the grace to get back up, to turn to him, uh, and then to let go. To let go of the past, to trust in his mercy and his forgiveness, and keep moving forward. Praise uh, God. Yeah, thanks be to God. And this this is what Lent is all about, to recognize... Uh, you know, where we've sinned, and then to get back up and to strive every day to love him with all that we have and all that we are, and he'll take care of absolutely everything else. Beautiful. You know? Well, 
father. <laughs> we're on a roll. Thanks be to God. I love this. <laughs> you too. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're broadcasting today from Holy Spirit Parish here in Mitchell, South Dakota. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Father Tim Cohn. And thank you for joining us for Real Presence Live. We're going to take a quick break, Father, when we come back. More of just you and I hanging out and having oh, some coffee yeah. and chatting. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so stay tuned with more Real Presence Live right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father Tim Cohn. And we're broadcasting today from Holy Spirit Parish in Mitchell, South Dakota. For those that don't know where Mitchell is, it's about an hour west of Sioux Falls. Mm -hmm. And an hour east of the river. That's right. Yep. Do you get to go to the river? Uh, every, uh, actually, well, not as regular as I want. I'm, I'm a big bird watcher, so I like to, I like That's to go right. out into the I sticks. I knew that and, about you. Uh, so, yep. yeah. Yep. Bald eagles are coming around right about now. This is their breeding season, so mm-hmm. they're all over the place right now. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Have you been up to Minnesota to see the eagles in the wintertime? Uh, you know, well, apart from when river? I was, when I was up there, yeah. So the seminary, you know, yeah. it's, uh, I went to St. Paul's seminary up in the twin cities <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it's right, right on the river. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Mississippi river or the, uh, river road, uh, that runs right along the river. Uh, there's a pair of bald eagles that, that nested, uh, a few blocks away from the seminary and they come back year after year and, 
Uh, oh, yeah. 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 That's just prime time bird watching place yeah. up there. <laughs> yeah, it is. My dad always drags me out to the middle of nowhere. Uh, Minnesota to watch the Eagles, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, Dad, let's go see the Eagles. But uh, we were chatting a little bit during the break about, um, I asked you if you've done any good homilies lately or ones that really struck you, uh-huh. and it brought up a good conversation that we were having during the break. So thinking about a priest, and when you sit down to do your homilies, how does that process go, and how do you go about knowing what to say? That is a phenomenal question. That's a million-dollar question, you know. Is um, it? And, you know, every, every priest has their own style. And, and this, is, uh, this was something that was fruitful, really fruitful for me in the seminary, uh, you know, when we took preaching classes. Uh, right. And, and so uh, it, they taught us sort of several approaches to this, ultimately praying. Uh, the fundamental aspect is to pray, obviously, with the scriptures for, for that sure. day or for the, for the weekend mass and that kind of thing. And, uh, and they, they would have us write everything out, what we thought we wanted to say and that kind of thing. And, uh, and I always hated that. I just, I couldn't, there's just something about it. It always rubbed me the wrong way, but you know, I did it and, and, uh, but something was missing. And, and so, uh, one day, one of my, one of my classmates that I'll never forget, uh, that he said, Tim, just let go, just let go of this stuff. Just, uh, just tell me what you think needs to be said right now. Read this scripture passage, then tell me what you think needs to be said. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. I just kind of rolled with it. And it was just one of those things that everything clicked. Uh, it didn't make sense to me at the time, but what they were hearing was just phenomenal, I guess. you know. Um, <laughs> and so it, uh, I learned something that day that, uh, and, and this is where it's different for every priest. And so ultimately we have to find this style that works for us. But so I guess my approach to it uh, is I always ask our Lord, or there, there's, an, there's a fundamental assumption underneath, and that is our Lord desires to speak to his people. Mm. This is his church. These are his people, and he desires to provide for them. And, and so as a minister of the gospel, uh, I know that our Lord, I mean, I, we operate in persona Christi, mm-hmm. uh, that our Lord speaks in us and through us. And so ultimately it's like, okay, Lord, I know you want to speak to your people. What do you want them to know? What do you want to say to them? And then usually I kind of, this is an insight into my heart here that it's yeah. like, Lord, give me the grace to get out of the way. Give me the grace to say what you desire. Or oftentimes I'm praying, Lord, open their hearts, open their hearts to receive what you desire for them. Uh, and so I, I'll read the scriptures and typically, or at least for me, when I read the scriptures, there's almost uh, immediately something that will jump out or there's, uh, or, or an idea will come to mind or I'll just get a sense of, what's happening in front of me. Uh, and I, I, so I, I don't write things out, but at least ultimately, at least for me, it has to be prepared in front of our Lord. Uh, you know, just a desire to, to be with him and what he, to just soak up what he wants. Sure. Um, and, but what's funny is just when I think I have my plan for what <laughs> I think I want to say, what I think is going to change every heart, right? You know that ultimately so wise. myself. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget one encounter when uh, I went to preach. This was uh, this was my deacon my deacon year when I was in Sioux Falls at Holy Spirit. There, uh, I was praying and asking, "Okay, Lord, what do you want here?" Nothing. No inspiration, no nothing. I read, I started, you know, Monday of that week, getting ready for the weekend homilies. Nothing would come up. The next day in prayer, nothing. Day after day after day after day, nothing. Not even shred of inspiration, nothing. Bone dry. I'm like, okay, well, 
All right, Lord. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, the, the week goes by, and then Saturday I'm like, okay, Lord, uh, <laughs> time. you got to do something here. Uh, and then I, I go, nothing, 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 nothing. And then I'm, I, I'm at Mass, and nothing is making sense to me. Nothing. I, just, nothing. And I'm like, Lord, you got to give me something. You got to do so. I don't know. What, and so I get up there. I get up there. I, I proclaim the gospel. And then it's game time. And so literally there's nothing there. And so I thought to myself, okay, Lord, I'm just going to stay whatever it is I think I'm supposed to say. And I, I don't know. Uh, and then I just go through the scriptures. I, I don't remember what I said that day. Uh, but in my mind, as I'm, as I'm preaching, whatever this was, uh, it didn't make any sense to me. I thought, I mean, in my mind, I'm picturing the plane is, has burst into flames and it's going down. And, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh, Tim, you just got, just, just shut up and sit down. This They're is horrible. Throw this, you out now. this is crazy. And then I, I say whatever it was, I thought, I, and, and I just sit down. <laughs> I just stop talking and I sit and down. And what was Father's expression? Uh, I was, I'm sure my face was red. You know, even thinking about it now, I'm still getting flushed. And, and, uh, but I'll never forget. Person after person came up and said, Father, that was incredible. It was exactly what I needed to hear. And, and the first person came up and said that and went, what? <laughs> and I just kind of looked at him like, you got to be kidding me. I didn't, what? And then it hit me just that uh, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. Jesus wants to provide for his people. He wants to open. And, and this is a beautiful thing even about our, our faith is it's primarily not about the preaching. It's about Jesus Christ yeah. that we get to receive sacramentally. So, I mean, yes, it's helpful if it happens to be a good message, but ultimately Jesus Christ shows up on the altar and he gives himself to us. Uh, now, it doesn't mean that we ought to be an obstacle to, <laughs> by way of our preaching <laughs> right. to others encountering our Lord. But uh, yeah, so the, the more I'm able to get out of our Lord's way and, and to cooperate with him, uh, ultimately, the the better the better it is, or the more our Lord does what He does. Yeah. Um, well, and I think as humans we tend to stress so much yeah. about everything, everything, anything, uh -huh. everything. You know, like today Mondays are what I have deemed meeting Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> I have like nothing but meetings all day on Monday, and then uh -huh. I scheduled to host Real Presence Live. I'm the boss. <laughs> I scheduled myself to host on a meeting Monday. It's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then it's just like, get out of your, get out of the way because the rest of my day has already been planned, but it's felt, it just fell into place. Yeah. Yeah. Things that shouldn't be there are there now <laughs> and things that used to be there aren't there. I mean, it's just like, and my day has just come together and it's like, chillax already yeah how many times do i have to do this right right be still and know that i am god yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> you know and this is a beautiful thing that our, our lord he knows us he knows us you know mm -hmm. it, it, and he knows us better than we know ourselves you know and this is one of my favorite things that that he knows how to relate to us because he knows how we we relate to the world you know like mm -hmm. he speaks you better than you do yeah. You know? And so even the times that we doubt him or we second guess ourselves, but we're still trying to follow him, he takes all of this into consideration. You know, I, I remember one time uh, I was in Sioux Falls and, and, and I thought I, that 
I thought our Lord had placed on my heart, you know, I need to go visit this person. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll get in the car and go visit him. And then I'm driving and I was like, was that really our Lord? I don't know if that was our Lord. I don't know. Ah, They're going to be like, what so. are you doing here? Right. So I turn around and I go back to the parish. And then I get back to the parish. I was like, well, I don't, but what if it was our Lord, then uh, what? A, <laughs> and then I was like, you know, okay, trust the initial reaction that I knew it was fine. So I turn around again and go back to see the person <laughs> only to realize the providential timing of everything. That if I had gone straight there, something else had con- uh, had come up, and I wouldn't have run into this person. They weren't free yet to meet, and oh, so even wow. my second guessing myself, turning around and then finally going back, <laughs> the timing was perfect. <laughs> like oh, oh Lord, yeah, you win. You, you always win. You knew I was win. gonna second guess myself. Yep, Lord, I'm sorry, oh. and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All things work for the good for those who love God. Everything, even our weaknesses, our psyche, all of it, all of it ends up working for his glory because yeah. he's already won. Yeah. Well, and I just think about, you know, I have an 18-year-old daughter and I just think about, you know, yes, she can drive me absolutely insane. <laughs> I mean, she. it's just like, what are you thinking? You know, you yeah. as a parent, you're just like, oh my gosh, this child. <laughs> and then, and then, but at the same time, you're kind of laughing at yourself and you're kind of laughing about them, watching them grow and become who they're going to be. And yeah. it's like, if I love my child and I can revel in even her mistakes, mm. you know, and find complete joy and happiness with her. How much more does her Lord with us? <laughs> oh, we're slow learners. I think I've said that like every show I've ever been on. <laughs> yeah. We're slow learners. Yeah. You know, even as a priest, I, you know, I take great comfort in the fact that, uh, I mean, our Lord called sinners, you know, St. Peter, he was so good at putting his foot in his mouth. You know, oh. at one one side, he's just like, yes, Lord, you are the Christ. Yeah. Then next time, our Lord's saying, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? for St. Paul. Uh, My yeah, right. Goodness. I continue to do the thing I don't want to do. You yeah. know? Uh, and what's beautiful, this gives us hope. I mean, the, the witness of the lives of the saints, this give, it gives us hope that they they were just as human, their own mm-hmm. faults and failures mm-hmm. is as all of us. And yet they, they made the choice every day to strive to, do a, to, to get up and do it again. Yeah. And they show us it's possible. Yeah. Yes, it is possible to be a saint, to be with God forever in heaven. It is possible to love him that much. Amen. And I'm giving you the grace to do it. So do it. You know? Amen. <laughs> well, for those of you that are just tuning in, I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father Tim Cohn. And we're broadcasting today from Mitchell, South Dakota. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more Real Presence Live right after this. 